Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of The Show Raiders, episode 575. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Head over to theshowradio.info. Once again, that's theshowradio.info. And check out our past shows while you're there. Subscribe and tell a friend about the show. The show is pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast. So definitely subscribe and listen. And um, yeah, thank you for your support. Danielle, what's up? Um, It is still raining here. Mm. Crazy. I think we're on day 10 of nonstop rain. Okay. So it's it's okay. I mean, it's just, you never know when the power and the internet's going to go off. Right. <laughs> Do you have but, like um, uh, an idea of like how long the rain is going to be before it subsides? No. Uh, well, weather forecast predicts at least another week. Wow. Yay. Okay. <laughs> it's already been like a week and a half or so. Right. And even before that, before that, it was just like off and on rain. So. Rainy one day, sunny the next. Rainy one day, sunny the next. And then suddenly it's just like, you're just going to have rain every day for a while. Which right. is nothing new here. It's just, it gets, just gets so muddy. And obviously, yeah, bad driving conditions. But, you know, it's nothing too out of the ordinary, I guess. I mean, I guess that counts as our winter. If we really have one. Right, right. Yeah, but not, not not too bad. It's been it's been pretty nice and cold over here. That's one of the things I enjoy. I like I like when it's cold. What's cold? Like fifty eight? Okay, not like Texas cold, but um, uh, no, yeah, I guess so. It's around it's around uh, low to mid sixties right now. Okay. So for most people, that's pretty warm. <laughs> yeah, it is sixty degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty warm. Yeah, but it's been nice. I've been enjoying it. That's dope. That's dope. I saw you enjoying streaming again. Oh, I was so nervous. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just well, I do. Um, I don't know. It's just being being gone for so long, and then you know, getting back into the swing of it. Obviously, I had some hiccups there, but I wasn't gonna fix it during my stream. My video was good. My audio was good. I was in dropping frames that was right now that I was like, that's as perfect as it's going to get. My notifications weren't working for whatever reason. And then I think the last 30 minutes of my stream, it was working. I'm like, I don't even know what I did. I didn't change anything. I didn't touch anything. But we're going to have to look into that later. Um, No, but it was it was really good. It was really welcoming and really surprising and pretty, pretty awesome, actually. Okay. Um. So what was what was the awesome stuff? Um, well, I was playing a fun game. I was playing Century. And, I don't know, just to see some people come back in and then get my first hype train. And then, um, and then to be raided by Chris Perillo, who I am such a fangirl over. (laughs) Um, if you don't know who Chris Perillo is, he's the founder and former CEO of Locker Gnome. Yeah. So... That that was really cool. I mean, he he's, he's followed me on Twitter for a while, and I I think I, I, I fangirled over that time too. <laughs> and he he followed me over. I think some some tweet I made. It was some arts and craft event I was going to that was here locally, and they had like shark tooth like jewelry, and they were having these traditional 
um, Hawaiian uh, weapons that were on display that I was, I tweeted a picture about. And I, I really don't even know how that fell into somewhere in his suggested timeline of things to follow me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So to have him swing by and, and raid, that was, that was pretty awesome. Now that's dope. Now Century, we're, we're definitely going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, but um, how did you feel like overall uh, going through the process of coming back and seeing people coming back in your your stream that you haven't seen in a while? Like, what? Um, tell me a little bit about that. I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess the phrase is is like riding a bike. You don't quite forget how to do it, but at the same time, I'm I really don't know how to ride a bike. I mean, I do. I'm just really terrible at it. <laughs> Which I guess is a good metaphor considering for my streaming. I'm like, I know how to do it. It doesn't mean I'm great at it. Um, no, but it, w- it was a lot of fun. Um, it felt good to do that. And it was like a little bit of stress or not stress, but worry off my shoulders that I didn't think I would be worried about. Okay. So that's that. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It just kind of felt good. And it, I'm stoked that I chose a pretty fun game to to play for the first time back yeah yeah that's um that's definitely one i'm looking forward to streaming before they close the um i guess the opportunity to do that so i did ask it is streamable um but that was before i think yeah that was before i saw you streaming it uh so i wanted to make sure that when i did i didn't have any issues or um, that I wasn't supposed to do that. That's just me. I like to double check those things. But uh, no, that's dope. That's dope that you had a good time. Yeah. Maybe I might do it later on today after I get some work done. Word. Or, you know, if I decide that I want to take my full vacation this week, then I'll probably stream it later this week. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, so, um, so yeah, so this week, the news was was crazy, right? I would say. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, and I think it's um, solidifying some things that we had an idea of, especially when you're talking about the Bethesda stuff, when they joined Xbox with that particular stream. Um, and um, I really enjoyed the stream. I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it and then we can talk about that a little bit. Um, it was it was really good. I, I, I think they had a good choice of the Bethesda games that they are initially rolling out um, to really showcase that. I really like their that whole thing that they have going on. What is it? The FPS boost. Okay. I think that is actually that's actually really nice. And there's no nothing to my understanding. How I read it and, and heard it was that they don't have to. I guess the developer size don't have to do anything differently. That's all built into what the Xbox has already to double. I don't know if it's necessary double, but boost it up to make it a smoother gameplay. I thought that was awesome. That was that was really my biggest takeaway from it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of stoked on it because it's going to be on the Game Pass, right? <laughs> and I'm not really necessarily using my Xbox, and I really want to really push my my 3080. Um, there's a few games on there that I haven't I haven't tried out yet, like Wolfenstein. Haven't tried that one out. Um, I guess that might be a good time or a chance to try it. Uh, Rage Two. It's going to be on the Game Pass already to have it or renting it so now were you you? huh what about you though yeah i was just thinking it's like were you surprised by what uh, phil spencer said about uh most of the games that will be coming uh will be exclusive to the deal 
uh, versus um, the other games that they would continue to support? No, it wasn't. I, I, I pretty much assumed that before. So it's not really a surprise. It, it, if anybody is surprised, I don't, I don't know why, but that way. Yeah, and and if you're listening to this for the first time, what I will do is I'll I'll insert uh, what uh, Phil Spencer said somewhere around here. Now we know you all have a lot of questions. We've gotten a lot of questions since we announced this deal, but one of the one of the biggest ones, Phil, is this question about exclusivity and how you think about that and how that's going to work with with Bethesda. Yeah, I see it. I see it in the community. I, I listen to the podcasts and all the questions, <laughs> so I'm going to try to be as clear as I can because uh, I, I, that's what I, I, I just think it's fair. So obviously I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go support those games um, on the platforms they're on. There's communities of players. We love those communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But... If we're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building um, and the creative capability we will be able to bring to market for our Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. Um, and basically, it's, um, it's something that we imagine what happened, especially if you're going to spend that much money on such a collective, um, uh, su- such a collective of games, right? We can say those games are phenomenal in so, in so many ways and has changed lives and allowed us to uh, immerse ourselves into worlds that we didn't think that we would immerse ourselves in, right? The whole uh, Bethesda catalog has been fantastic since what, 1986, I think it said, since they started um, everything out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been a long time. So the fact that, uh, this partnership happened, this is the other thing I was thinking about. Cause I always want to think about like how we see certain things when it relates to these companies and how we can take some lessons from that, uh, and, and build and collaborate with either other, um, content creators or, or groups, um, but, but just the whole thing of working together sometimes can be um, not necessarily elusive, but um, diff- difficult to somewhat pin down on what that means, right, for us as, as content creators. And I wanted to take uh, that extension of that um, into, into the conversation. So we're watching Bethesda uh, joining Xbox. They have a panel uh, of some dope individuals that spoke on the panel, uh, right? We, we saw that. And then we see them so excited to work together as part of this par- partnership um, uh, collectively. And um, sometimes I look out and say, is that still possible for the content creator, right? Need you expand on that one a little more. Sure. So when we're watching um, companies collab in such a big way to do such big projects, I often wonder um, if that's still something that we struggle with as content creators to collaborate with other either content creators or, or companies in that massive size, right? 
where、mm-hmm. they can either have equity in some of the things that we're doing because we don't want to give、uh, the reins of our、uh, freedom of, of of creativity, if you will, but still feel like this is a great move for us.、Um, Individually and collectively, as content creators, when companies,、um, you know, make a proposition to us, right? So,、mm-hmm. so I was thinking about it along those lines, where everybody seems so happy about this deal, right? Am I wrong? Like I've, I've watched the entire video. Everyone seems stoked about having this partnership because they were friends for such a long time. Now they're working together. I mean, why wouldn't you be happy about it, though? Right, right. So, so, and that's what I'm trying to explore as I look at、um, these partnerships. When I see things like that happening, I'm like,、um, is there still hope for the content creator who is trying to collaborate or who's looking for、uh, something where they can give partial、uh, equity to their stuff and not necessarily give away、uh, full creative rights and still be as happy in a deal like that? That that's that's where I wanted to take it a little bit. So, in the terms of the content creators and those collaborations and those partnerships, whether they be timed exclusive partnerships or long term, that's where you got to be smart about what you're reading into and what to know what you're gaining versus what you're losing, and weighing them out if it's worth it to you. And that's kind of where I go with Xbox and Bethesda.、Um, I I feel that if If Xbox suddenly says, "Okay, we have Bethesda," I know that they were creating these games for you know PlayStation, but they're not going to do it anymore. I could see the a huge issue coming up with that one, but the fact that they're they're saying it's like, "No, you know, we they said before we acquired them that you know that this was planned. We understand that you played on this platform. We're not going to cut off any support for it." I think that's a much healthier and smart thing to do, and, and especially in the long term, because for me personally,、um, in the last gen, Xbox didn't really have a lot of good exclusives for for me or for what my taste is, and it really wasn't a driving point for me to even get the Xbox Series X, this, the current gen right now, because you know that past history.、Um, this is a great acquisition for them because Bethesda has a really great library of games and options, and I think for the next few years until they get these contractual games out of the way, you know they're gonna offer support、um, for them. But it, it's really that long, that long game that they're gonna be playing because, like, once those games are out, everything is just gonna be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, it's it's weird、oh. for me. Like even now, as I'm thinking about it, as much as I say, yeah, you know, too many subscription models. As much as I say, I don't want to sign up for something else. I'm like, you know what? Maybe one month I could do the one for PC, just to see some of the titles, and then that's it. But、um, I'm still interested. I'm still interested, and, and I'm still excited for what I saw. I, I really enjoyed the、um, the Bethesda stream、um, joining Xbox. I really did. I, I just love the excitement of the team and teams, if you will. Right,、uh, collaborating with each other and just excited for the partnership of、uh, being friends for so long、uh, with、uh, Microsoft and now being able to、uh, work with them and just、uh, hit the ground running.、Um, I'm excited about that. This is、uh, this is a totally selfish question to ask, but、uh, <laughs> so E3 is obviously not happening this year, not in the traditional sense. So E3 2022 does that mean that there won't be like a Bethesda Land? 
uh, we'd have within. to see. We'd have to see because that was <laughs> be fun too. Xbox. It would be within Xbox's little bubble out there in the street or something. Right, and they'll have the budget to do it. Right, still because I mean, there's going to be there's money to be made, uh, and I think that um, just just by design, I could I could only see great things coming from this partnership. Um, my only thing that I've said, you know, in, in recent weeks and even months is um, as you're um, investing in these subscription models, make sure that the games that you want to own, you own them and don't think that you own them because you're sub to the model. That's it. Yeah, Bethesda is just going to fill the spot that Mixer was in. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be good. It's good. I'm excited for them and I'm excited for, I mean, I was just smiling watching the whole thing and I tried not to watch or listen to a lot of um, the commentary on on social media. I wanted to watch it with a fresh um, eyes, if you will. And I really enjoyed everything I watched. It was, it was fantastic. So, so that's that. Any uh, final thoughts on that? No, I'm just get yourself an Xbox game pass. Yeah. It's worth, it really, really is. It is. It is. And um, if that's your thing, go for it. But it is. It, it definitely is. And and there's a lot of value there without question. So so there's that. Um, something I saw earlier this week I wasn't necessarily excited about. Uh, V1 Interactive Studio founded by Halo uh, co-creator announced that they were closing. And, um, you know, it's definitely sad to see that. When you work on a project, then you know the project um, has such, um, you know, you you have so many dope things that you want to do with a particular project and it didn't hit like you wanted it to hit, right? Uh, so uh-huh. um, this integration, um, they're, they're no longer, right? That that whole team, yeah. after five years, um, they thank the wonderful community that supported. Uh, they definitely had some talented individuals uh, on that particular team. And, um, and it's kind of it's sad to see that, you know? And what's going to happen with the team after that? You know, I don't know, but um, uh, thoughts on that? That's such a that's such a sad and and, and such a sad thing to actually say happen because you know they're excited about it and they seem to have a pretty good community that was going to be supportive of it. Mm. And you and that's that's a, such a scary thing when you're releasing anything, whether it be a book, a movie, a game. Um, you really don't know. You can put your all into it and be really, really proud about it. But then when it doesn't do as good as you thought it would, that's like a shot to the heart right there. Because it's not like the studio and their employees didn't try. They didn't put in the effort. So it's sad that they had to really actually just shut down. They couldn't just be like, okay, well, we're just going to shut down this game. And you know what? Let's make something new. They didn't even get that opportunity. Yeah, and the game was good. I mean, I had fun with it. I um the multiplayer component was interesting. It um it, it had life. I think the the multiplayer community wasn't as as huge as they wanted it to be. Uh, but it was a pretty neat game. It's hard. It, that's the thing with like games that really heavily de- like, depend on that multiplayer aspect is trying to pull people away from whatever their primary game is, whether it be COD, Apex, um, Fortnite, trying to pull them away from it to give other game a try and really stick with it. That that That's hard. And that, I think that's for any multiplayer PvP game. 
Yeah. Especially in the shooter genre, that's hard. Yeah, shooter genre is just crazy. So, um, so definitely much love to the team and, and hopefully they bounce back um, super, super fast. Because um, um, they they have a, a dope, talented team there. So see how um, that comes out. And I guess the weeks to come. Because I know a part of the, the tweet, they said that they were going to keep track of um, the team and how they, they transition into other positions uh, for themselves in the near future. So that's, that's kind of dope to see that too. Yeah. Our yeah. thoughts and our well wishes go out to the employees. I hope they can get back on their feet and find a new position, another studio. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing I did see uh, was uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Now, these games um, are fantastic. If you played Ninja Gaiden, whether it was um, Razor's Edge or any of those um, Ninja Gaidens for PlayStation, right? Uh, PlayStation 3, um, Xbox 360 era, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now, now that we're going to have this collection on on the PC, which I'm stoked about, um, it's it's really good to see a lot of the games that I used to play on like the 360, uh, etc., come to the PC platform that can, um, well, really rebuy them. So, so now it's like okay, once I do that, I'm just probably going to donate the ones that are physical copies to like the library or something like that, which I've done in the past. So, any thoughts on Ninja Gaiden Master Collection? Uh, that's such a difficult game series too, but it's actually a really good one. Um, I actually didn't play through Razor's Edge and I don't think I finished Sigma 2. I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably end up rebuying it. And it's probably going to be on Steam. Yep. Uh, Steam, uh, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. That's going to be... Uh, June 10th, 2021. Yeah, I won't buy it in June 10th, though. I'm going to give it some time. Trying not to buy games that I'm not going to play immediately. But it will be. It will be on my wish list when I'm ready to to sit through and play through all three again. Yes, it's such a dope, such a dope action action game. So good, so good. So I'm excited about that. So, so there's that. Um, and uh, the other thing that uh, I did see... Is I'm super excited about that. Oh my gosh, so excited about this one. Okay, so they're remaking a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Uh, this one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is really a classic uh, of the the beat 'em ups that were really really popular back in the day, like the Manhattan Project and some of those games. Uh, and the fact that they're remaking it uh, speaks volumes because. Uh, there was a gap where the Turtles game were really, really bad, if we're honest. Uh, but now that they're re- remaking this, I'm excited. Uh, thoughts on tur- on Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge? Um, One of the best couch co-op games ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that is some just good, classic fun. Yeah. That's it. It's it's so good. And and I think that um, when you think of the ones that really stood out and I know this is I don't this is not a hot take, but I'm just going to be honest with how I feel about it. So when I look at Turtles in Time, OK, for Super Nintendo, OK, and I look at uh, Turtles Hyperstone Heist, which was for Sega Genesis. Right. I always had a um, more excitement to play to replay the game right after I finished it 
um, for the Hyperstone heist versus the Turtles in Time. Now, Turtles in Time is one of the greatest Turtles game ever. But after I beat it, I feel like I need time to like process what just happened before I play it again. But for the Hyperstone heist, I could just finish it like at 5.06, but like at 5.08, I'll want to play it again. So I don't know what that is. I think there's a pacing there for a Hyperstone heist to me that seemed much faster. And this is probably a hot take. I'm, I'm just, just letting you know how I feel versus the Turtles in Time which I felt like the pace was was okay, but it wasn't enough for me to jump right back into to the game. And um, I don't know if there's some biases in there or anything like that, but I definitely want to share that. So Turtles in Time, definitely one of the best, uh, if not uh, uh, up there, top one or top two Turtles games, right? Uh, Hyperstone Heist, I don't think gets an, a lot of credit uh, for being as good, even though they're very, very closely related into what the game brought to the table in terms of action and stuff like that. But uh, both games are, are really fantastic. But in terms of replay value, like right away, um, I think I'd give that to Hyperstone um, still over Turtles in Time. Okay. I cannot go that deep into TNMNT with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I just I just had to share because the reason I, I, I'm saying this is because I was just playing both of them on stream on the new uh, YouTube channel, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but um, I wanted to just go back to the experience. And I love the fact that, um, you know, Michelangelo, uh, Donatello, all the turtles, right? Raphael, Leonardo, all of them are great. They all have their uh, strengths and weaknesses when you're playing them on the side-scrolling uh, Turtles in Time or Hyperstone. But um, pacing was always different um, in those games. And I think that um, I always try to realize or, or analyze, like, why don't I want to play Turtles in Time right away? I always kind of like wait wait a day or wait a couple of hours. But for for Hyperstone, I could do all the turtles one by one, one after the like play it four times. I could play it like Contra. I can't play turtles in time like Contra, if that makes sense. Um, but um, they're both good. They're both good. At the end of the day, they're both good. So the fact that they're bringing uh, Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge as part of that um, era of gaming back to us, which... I mean, guesstimating maybe April they'll drop it. I mean, if it looks it the way they dropped it feels like it's already done. They're just waiting for a date, right? So before tax time or June. I hope it's not June. I hope it's April. That would make more sense. So maybe a month out we get it, maybe not, but uh I don't know. It feels it feels like it's ready. And I guess maybe because I'm just being hopeful, but I'm excited for it. Wow. I just want. I just want to play it. I just want to go back and experience it. Uh, that's one thing that my son's never really gotten into is playing those types of of games. Don't know why. I feel like yeah. that'd be a good entry. Yeah, I'm hooked onto it. It is. It it is. It's going to be fantastic, and and just being able to do the drop and drop out co op stuff. Uh, we saw what was the other game that we just dropped. Um, uh, we just saw as a side scrolling that that dropped. Uh, Scott Pilgrim recently dropped. Yeah. That was January, right? Uh, drop and yeah, drop out. They remade that. Definitely, I want to get to that. I'm, I kind of, kind of want to play that tomorrow. Yeah, I don't own it, but I want to. Yeah, so so that that's good, right? Uh, River City Ransom is another great one for side scrolling, side scrolling, uh, beat 'em up titles and stuff like that. So those games they never lose that um, 
replay value. Um, they they never lose it. There's just something so special about uh, those era of games, and that's why we're seeing them again. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, I'm definitely picking that up. Uh, that's that's definitely going to be a thing. I definitely want to pick up uh, Ninja Gaiden, which we recently spoke about. Uh, that should be fantastic as well. Um, but yeah, so those are those are some thoughts on there. Um, I don't think they're hot takes. I'm just being honest about how I feel about um, those games and and that era of gaming even today. Uh, having recently played them on stream and stuff like that. So um, so yeah, excited for Shredder's Revenge. Um, Leon and Claire. Resident Evil Outbreak, CG, Netflix, uh, coming coming soon. Uh, we saw some box, not necessarily box art. That's the wrong terminology here. We saw some art, right? Some snaps, yeah, uh, uh, some screenshots, right, uh, of the thing. Are you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, that honestly, the, the CG uh, movies that they come out with are much better than the live action that is currently available. I mean, there's going to be another, like, a whole reboot of the Resident Evil universe that takes place. I think it's 1988, which is where um, the first original Resident Evil takes place. Okay. So I'm stoked about that. But of of their CG movies that they have out there, if you haven't watched it yet, I definitely highly recommend any one of them. They're they're really well made. I love the stories. I love the action. I love the voice acting in it. So question for you right there. Question for you right there. Uh, do they follow super tight canon stuff or they're its own entities as you watch? Uh, it's a mishmash of both a little okay. bit. Like, they follow along within that universe. So it's a kind of it's pretty cohesive. And sometimes they're kind of like a little bit more on their own, but kind of taking place like alongside. So not completely like Mila Jovovich is Resident Evil where it's just takes on its own life form and does whatever under the name of Resident Evil. It's not like that. So it's good. I'm excited. I, I think, it's gonna be on Netflix. Are they scary? Um I don't think they're scary. I mean it's not like I would have a five year old watch it, but I for me particularly don't find them to be scaring. Thrilling, yes. Pretty action packed, really good story, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're scary. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So um, I will be checking that out when it hits Netflix um, because um, I missed being in the uh, Resident Evil universe. I mean, I say play all the games. I think I, we talked about me stopping somewhere around five. Six was like an arcade game. It felt like arcade action. Uh, seven. Yeah. I said, no, thank you. Eight is right around the corner. I, really? No, thank you. Um, and so we're at uh, the movies now. Uh, if you want to call them that, the CG stuff. And then also the things that you mentioned with the previous ones that's been out. I've seen Annihilation was a CG or was that an actual movie? What was that? What am I, why am I thinking Annihilation? Was that a, a movie? I need yes. To, that was a movie. Okay, cool. Not, not a CG thing. Um, Insurrection. Uh, what, uh, what I'm, I'm thinking some weird names. Resident Evil, uh, CG... When you say annihilation, are you meaning retribution? Um, why am I drawing a blank on that one too? Yeah, it's, it's just like weird, right? So okay, so yeah, it's just I knew I knew there were some Asians in there, right? So there's Resident Evil Vendetta, okay, uh, Resident Evil Degeneration, okay, and then Resident Evil Damnation. So those are the um, those are the, the uh, CGI jammies. 
Okay. Yeah, because he had like Retribution and he had whatever. And those are the live action ones. I know that there right. was, there's something in Annihilation. I can't remember right now. Yeah, Is yeah, yeah. I mean, one. I remember. So Annihilation, I mean, I could check that. Resident Evil, Resident Evil. Uh, I can't really spell right now, but we're, we'll we'll go with it. Uh, Resident Evil Retribution. There's no annihilation. Why was I thinking annihilation? Yeah, is that that's because like that's that, is that <laughs> because that's what happens in the movies? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So Resident Evil stuff uh, is uh, popping, of course, all the time. Uh, so there's that. Um, Dying Light. Dying Light. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what's happening there, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts um, on the Dying Light stuff. Uh, Techland admits uh, recently uh, that they announced Dying Light too too early. Thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I would agree. I would totally agree with that because what was when was the first time we saw it? Three. Three yeah, years ago? It's, it's, yeah, it's been a minute. We Yeah, we saw it at two shows. So that's, that's at least two years back, right? So yeah, it's maybe close to three. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, yeah, so I, I think that was like three years ago that we heard about Dying Light. Now, when the fact that it hasn't come out yet, three years later, um, usually, usually a game studio that hasn't come out with their game yet has bugs and where they're, you know, changing a bunch of stuff or, you know, a different direction. There's like a good reason. And they usually put that out. Dying Light hasn't done that. Mm. It's like, hey, we have the sequel. It's coming up. Here's all these cool things. We're going to be at the E3s to showcase this stuff. Um, but it might be five years before you get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the five, the five years isn't there, but, you know, we're more than halfway to five years already. This um, is true. And when you don't hear a whole lot of updates that's coming out about any game that's been like announced that early on, you start to think like, okay, well, if you're not saying that, you know, you, you're having some change, cre- changing creative direction there, like, doesn't mean that it was canceled. Does like what's happening? Um, I put that kind of like in the same thread as um, the other game that came that we saw for the first time around then um, Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, I think, was also announced that yeah. year. Yeah, wow. And the thing is with Skull and Bones, it's not that they announced it too early. It's just that they saw what the, or heard and really the feedback that they got about what they had there. And they kind of just completely changed the direction that they're going with the game and almost kind of they're working on rebuilding it from the ground up. So, okay. All right. I get it. That's why you haven't come out yet like three years later as well. Dying Light hasn't done that. Like, come on. You might as well have just not said anything for the last the two years. Yeah. <laughs> it looks until so last good. year to announce it. It yeah. did look good. It really yeah. did. That's the thing. Um, that's the thing that what, what they demoed for us um three years ago and the year after that looked really great. So good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's up? <laughs> Yeah, I, and and um, I hope that um, and we we know based on some of the the articles that we've been seeing, you know, some individuals uh, left the team to go pursue you know new projects for themselves and, and stuff like that. And and what's like, what's happening? You know, are we going to see it? So there's the concern of are we going to see the game at all? 
So um, I think according to that, those articles that I've been seeing that they are planning to talk about it a little bit more, um, either later this week or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, there's talks that uh, they want to uh, shed shed some light on what's happening and the future of Dying Light 2. And hopefully the project is not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to die, if you will. Yeah, I, I hope not, because I really did like what they, they showed us. I mean, I know, I know, I think it was a year ago. They they did say it was like delayed. I think that's like one of the bigger announcements that they really made about Dying Light. Yeah. Um, was that it was just delayed indefinitely just because um, they didn't like where it was at. And I guess that does say a lot, but then it also leaves out a lot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. A lot, a lot of air to fill, if you will. Uh, so uh, hopefully it's um, it's still alive and well and we're, we'll be able to see something um, or uh, be happy with uh, whatever they talk about in the uh, upcoming days uh, for Dying Light 2. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Um, Halo Infinite um, recently announced in a 343 of YouTube video that there will be no dual wielding. Um, and this is, um, as you know, one of the most important, if not the most important uh, project or release for Microsoft. If they mess this up, it's 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 going to be really, really bad, like really, really bad because they haven't had a really good Halo release. Like if we go back, Halo 5 Guardians was was not that good. Um, Halo Reach was good. And maybe uh, we can go back to like really the last awesome launch was Halo 3. If we go back in time, right? That's like the one where people were still happy about Halo. Reach, you know, had a lot of uh, backlash, but Reach was its own story, right? It wasn't necessarily something that was supposed to be connected from what I remember uh, to the other previous um, titles, one, two, three, if you will. But um, yeah, if they mess this up, Infinite, it's it's not going to be good. Thoughts? <laughs> You're asking me thoughts on Halo? I, I, thoughts? <laughs> uh, based on what you've heard? Uh, of of what you've um, the the grapevine of grapevines and stuff, um, but that I know people I, I are know, gonna get it no matter what. Th- well, this is true, but I know that you know Halo is a big game for for Microsoft. I know that you know that. I know you may not necessarily uh, be fully invested or at all invested as much in the universe itself, but you understand that the books have so much value to uh, context of the universe. You understand that Master Chief is is a huge character uh, for any game, uh, or any player playing, because Master Chief doesn't take off his mask. So when he does take off his mask, Master Chief is me, Master Chief is you, right, if you will. So you understand all those connected points, if you will, of the Halo universe and Master Chief and Cortana and Halsey, which is the creator of the project, or uh, that's loosely, not completely accurate, that term, creator of the project. That's a loose term, okay? So don't flame me for that. Uh, But you understand those things. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know this is a big game. And if it flops, it's a big deal. (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Right. Good thing. Right. You got to really, really mess up if you're going to flop on on such an iconic series. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we're both in agreement. All right, so so we're good. All right, so uh, Crash Bandicoot PC um, at the end of the month, March uh, 2021. Thoughts on that? Ah, oh, man. 
What, what does that you, mean? You, you, you. Um, yay. Good. good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, is that good news or, or bad news? I didn't know where to go with that. No, not it, that one definitely is in my my cup of tea. I don't Ooh. know. It just never. I like when I see game announcements for it. I'm just like, no, I'm good. Okay, we okay. So <laughs> what is it? I? I don't think I knew that like completely. Um, so what is it about Crash that you're not um, feeling? I, I is Crash and um, oh man, I'm gonna get flamed for this because. His name is Spyro. There it is. Like thinking. Wait, dinosaur. what? I hope not Barnum. I, yeah. So those two, those like platformer style and yeah. You don't like Spyro? No, I don't. Or Crash. <laughs> yeah, you're going to, you're going to get flamed for that. <laughs> How could you not like at least Spyro? No, 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 not even close. Oh, wow. It's like, I just don't like that game style. Like for whatever reason, it's not like I've never, I've I had a bad experience playing it, but for whatever reason, it's just like my mind does not even like looking at it. That's insane. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So it's like when people are like super stoked about it, when it comes up for like any, any time that's in any showcase. I just like, oh, okay, this is where I can go make some popcorn or go use the restroom. Just check my phone. Is it like the Completely. presentation of it or is it color no, schemes? Palette? I, it, it really isn't. I just don't like that kind of that game style. That's interesting. I don't think I, I knew I that. I don't. And I've, I've never, like, even the story doesn't even interest me. Mm-hmm. I think, um, what is it? I think Psychonauts is the same, is the same thing like that too. Like, I just completely just like tune out very interesting okay <laughs> all right well i know there there's a game that you're excited about we could talk about that oh yeah okay so so century age of ashes i definitely want to hear your thoughts first i'm still compiling my thoughts on on this particular title uh this is an early access um it seems to be easy to to join in uh just by um requesting the title on steam that's where i did it uh, that's where I believe you did it as well. Uh, thoughts on Century Age of Ashes? Um, it is a lot of fun. I, I do hope that they expand on it. So yeah, it's in an early access playtest right now. So it's not officially launched. I believe that's in April. But yeah, they have a two-week playtest that's going on. And like Andrew was saying, just go over to their Steam page. Um, request like, you know, for the beta. It's been like everybody that I... I I've told to go and give it a try. They they pretty much get it almost instantly. Okay. So, so for those for those listening and, and, and driving and doing what they do, what is it? So um you're flying on a dragon and you're just fighting in the air. That's like <laughs> that's as exciting as I could possibly make that sound. Um you're you're you there's no ground play at all. So if you love like games like Crimson Skies, where you're pretty much in an aircraft having these dogfights in the air, it's it's like that, but on dragons. Like that is epic. That's, that's is. all I can say. You're shooting out fireballs and flames. Um, the the maps that they have or the map, there's two um, that they have available right now 
Like you have one that's a pretty, pretty open area with some mountains. Um, but they have one that where you're pretty much going and dodging and weaving through this castle. It is, it is exhilarating to just be flying. It's really, it's a little bit hard to get used to it. Um, How are my you biggest, playing? Right. Um, I'm actually playing it on controller. It is um, it's sensitive on PC. There is keyboard mouse support, um, primarily. I tried it on keyboard and mouse. It's just like me trying out the different key bindings. I it just didn't feel natural to me. It felt a little bit weird. Um, so I just picked up, hooked up my controller. It saw it instantly. I didn't have to really change anything, and that felt a little bit more natural to me. Um, although my buddy who did get in, uh, he he found the key bindings that work for him and he got like, he got really into the flow of it pretty easily, pretty quickly. I just was not, I don't know. It just wasn't clicking for me. So I'm on, I'm using it on controller, have no problems. It's really fun. Um, so what you're, you're pretty much doing, it is a PVP. It's a free to play a PVP with some like in-game purchases. So you have your typical thing that you're starting to see a lot more regularly in game where you have your season pass, you have um, different levels you work up to through uh, 100 to unlock different skim, skins, um, eggs. That's another thing. You can pick up eggs and then the XP that you earn from your matches goes towards hatching these eggs and then you get new dragons. Um, the dragons don't, they're, they're more purely cosmetics and they only go to certain classes. Um, that you choose, uh, but they look badass, and I'm stoked to be hatching these eggs. <laughs> um, like I was saying about the the classes, so currently right now there's three classes that are available. Um, you have the the wind guard. Uh, she she her her special ability. So I kind of started gravitating towards her towards the end. She puts out the smoke trail. So they have two different abilities that you can actually, for each class, that you can choose from. Um, so her first one is this smoke trail, uh, which is pretty fantastic. So what she does, she throws up her sword, and I think for about three seconds, she lets out this poisonous smoke. So like it does damage over time as you know your opponents are flying through it. And also can just kind of, it really clouds the area. So it makes it really hard to see where you're going and lose track of your targets. Um, she also has this uh, shockwave. I believe it's her and um, I think the Phantom that has this, uh, their secondary uh, or second ability that you can choose is a shockwave that kind of like pushes enemies away when when you set it off. So they, you know, create some space for yourself to, you know, maneuver, get away. Um, the other one is the Phantom. And it's kind of what you, you his name gives. Um, his first main ability really is uh, to cloak, I guess you can say. Uh, she, he goes like invisible. So for a short duration, it's like it. I didn't count how long it was that he goes invisible for. But it's great for escaping. And I don't know how many times like I've been almost close to like killing somebody. They like knock that off and like I'd lose track of them instantly. Uh, but while they are cloaked, um, if they take damage, then cloak uh, kind of goes away. And if they start attacking, the cloak goes away. The great thing about when they are cloaked, that first initial um, attack that they put actually releases a more powerful fireball than when they're not. 
Um, he also has this uh, mind that you can place where if you're really, really good, I'm, I was really terrible at trying to like place these mines uh, on different parts of the map. Um, they are actually really super powerful and really annoying, um, but they're very, very useful. There's uh, one of the game types is um, Gates of Fire, I think it's called. It's basically, you pick up a flag and you run it through um, these archways uh, on this track that's through the through the map. Um, if you're the opponent, you can just put that mines right into those arches, and the amount of damage is like it's 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 enough to really really mess up your opponent, and for you to pick up the flag and continue it on. Um, and then the third class is the Marauder. Um, he throws these tracking fireballs here. Um, whoever you're going against. And th when you are tracking them, the damage that they take is actually increased. And he also has um, these frost bolts, which shoots off like really three quick projectiles that does um, damage to shields. And it also like, um, it, they don't lose the ability to steer, but it makes it a whole lot harder to steer. And then I think the other one that you can choose, uh, the other option to choose instead of the the projectiles is basically uh, you can destroy fireballs that are targeted at you and it also causes it um, for you to be temporarily un unlockable. I, I found myself just really liking the Windguard, uh, just going off using her smoke. Her cooldown for that isn't too long. It's nice and it's just her ability is just annoying <laughs> to deal with. But um, yeah, like from when I was playing, they say that there's three uh three different play types i've only like, you, right now you can't choose which of the three it's kind of just random but i i only got to experience really two of them um uh, which is carnage to 6v6 or basically uh i think you have like 7 minutes or so is the is the match trying pretty much it's a team death match just kill each other as many times as you can respawn respawn uh, I think it's around eight seconds when you die. It can it may really make a different, like a huge difference there. Um, and then the Gates of Fire, which I was telling you about the flames. The third one they said is called Survival, where you have uh, three teams of six, so up to eighteen players, and it's basically you know last team standing thing. I I, I don't know if that's going to be in the playtest. I didn't get experience it. I know when I first started the game. The first day, there was this one um, game type, which I, I think is possibly part of the rookie thing where it's trying to teach you. It's a 3v3, but I, and it's like a five rounds. And what I thought was really cool about it is that you do not get all of your abilities or your attacks and choices straight from the get-go. So like the first round, you could only do the basic attacks, which is like if you're playing it on controller, it's A and B. Um, the second round, you get the third one, which is, I believe, X. And then the third round, you get the final, your special ability, which is Y. And you're pretty much playing best of five. And I thought that was fun. I really like that. Um, but that is, uh, that's something I think I, I can definitely picture myself playing a lot more. Uh, I got to play it with my boyfriend who doesn't really play these types of games, um, which is pretty much dogfighting. Uh, but he actually, he, he picked it up pretty well towards like the end of our four hour se session. He was like ending up like top of the, 
top of our game leaderboards. Um, my other buddy who picked it up, he he enjoyed it too. So hopefully it's something that we can do together. And I kind of like that it's free to play, even though um, I really want to purchase the, the season pass already. <laughs> so wow. what are what are your thoughts? Okay, so um, I just want to go back real quick, okay? And I'm going to give my thoughts uh, as as we go back. Uh, travel in time a little bit. In 1995, there was a game that came out uh, for Sega Saturn called Panzer Dragoon, okay? Now, Panzer Dragoon was basically you're on a dragon and you can highlight stuff on the screen and and send missiles to whatever that enemy is to blow things up, right? That game was absolutely amazing. So they also made uh, Dragoon uh, R-Zone, Dragoon 2's Way, uh, Dragoon Mini, Dragoon Saga, Dragoon Order. Uh, recently, they did a remake for Panzer Dragoon, which is, I think, 2020, I believe. Um, and the game is absolutely fantastic if you love dragons. So when I saw this game, okay, um, I'm like, this is the Panzer Dragoon game. You know, we didn't know that we needed because it's everything I remember about Panzer Dragoon being on a dragon, doing the uh, the flying and the dips and getting close to the water kind of thing, even though it was kind of like um, um, guided a little bit. But uh, this is a free form, um, somewhat of a successor of this Panzer Dragoon game that I've loved ever since 1995. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of inspiration came from Panzer Dragoon to create this uh, dogfight, if you will, uh, losing that loosely, uh, dragon game uh, with, um, you know, the flying and the healing and the grabbing of the shields and, and all those things. I think the game is absolutely fantastic. And the fact that it's free to play is a gem because um, this you could charge a lot for, like very much, at least $39.99 you can charge for this and get it. Oh, Definitely. Because there's a lot of value there. So I think that uh, just playing this title and uh, just watching and and I didn't do too much. I did enough to just fall in love with it. Uh, so I was doing a free flying and there's a what is that that Phoenix thing that you could shoot to get like a he's on fire kind of thing. What, what do you, you know? What oh, I mean? OK, so if um, it yeah, there's flying burning Phoenix slash yeah. dragon fire thing. So. If you are the person that is able to kill it, it's on a set track. So it doesn't like it goes at its own little wherever it may be. It's a set track. So if right. you're the last person to kill it, you get an extra buff from it, like uh, extra attack damage, extra health. And you're just basically go berserk and you're on flames. And right. I think one of the games that we uh, we won just barely, we were behind. I ended up getting that and just it made a huge Huge difference in the last like twenty seconds of the game. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's it's a it's a game changer. Literally, it's like you know um, a basketball player being on fire because they're shooting threes and all of them are going in, and you just keep handing that person the ball because they're on fire. So you get this phoenix thing, uh, and like you said, it's on and it's on a particular track. And I did notice that when I was using the free flight mode, that it was going in, it was going up a little bit, then it'll go down and go into like the cave area, right, and it will like. Uh, kind of like lean to to the uh, right a little bit and go around and come back outside, that kind of a thing. 
And I was like, wait, it's doing the same thing over and over. So you know, then you just follow it and then you want to shoot it down and then you get you you get the uh the power up, you know, like the the star in Mario kind of thing, right? You get the bonus. Yeah. Um and I think that's fantastic. Like I have nothing, I'm not gonna repeat anything that you said because you explained it uh so beautifully. The game is really good, and if you have uh, the opportunity to check it out before they close down this uh, early access thing. I think they said what the tw- the week of the twentieth it goes out. Um, it goes away. Uh, so if you have the the opportunity to check it out, I'm going to look at, at it again. Um, I want to make sure that um, we have the right thoughts on that. But I think it's the week of. Uh, let me see. Is that library or store? So I'm going to look that up a little bit. No, but I love I loved I'm every. Right pardon me. I'm looking at it till the 21st, March 21st. 21st. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, it's definitely something worth checking out. If you love dragon games in any way, shape, or form, um, or you love Panzer Dragoon and know what it represents to um, us, historically speaking, from the gaming perspective, this is something that you should check out. The name, I don't know. I don't know if I would have called it that. I know I'm being picky at this point. It doesn't, it doesn't pull you in. You know what I mean? Like, Something that is um, something this good, I, the name doesn't do it justice. If that does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I, I can see that. I'm like looking at it now because I I don't get the sense of this is a flying dragon game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they, I, they don't. I, I I I definitely think of that era. Yeah, really, like that the time frame. But I'm thinking when I read it, it's like knights. And kings and pawns and all of that stuff. That's what I'm thinking. It's like it's like it's there's no flying involved. Right. Like have something that references a dragon for us to be intrigued. So I wasn't necessarily thrilled with the name. I think the name actually I think this is the first time, maybe one of the first times I've I've ever harped on the name of a game. Like Sea of Thieves. You know what that is. Pirates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you have an idea what that is, but Century I, what does that mean? Like, give me like a dragon's bone, tooth, nail, uh, claw, something, you know, that would, that would me, that would have me like, okay, this is intriguing. So if you told me the name alone, which is why I knew you were going to explain it anyway, when you were like, okay, so century and you started giving like the background of history without necessarily talking about what it was. And I knew you were going to get there, but I just wanted to mention it for like, because if you say century, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. And it's like, our names still important? So I'm thinking about that. Our names still important for us as we look at games that are coming on, like whether it's like a Forza, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, right? These names are iconic to what they represent, not just in the, in the name itself, but also in the game that's connected to it to like pull behind the curtain, see this is exactly what we're getting. I don't think Century does that for the, uh, the name. Century does that for the game. But the game is actually amazing. I think it's going to be overlooked a lot. So marketing is probably going to be a little bit more for it, which is why they're doing, what did they say recently? Uh, they're looking for 100 plus CCV to uh, pay partnerships for people to stream it, right? Something like that? Yeah, on the launch day, yeah. Right, that was announced, right? So I think that you wouldn't need that big of a push. Um, I mean, most games could could definitely uh, benefit from it. but and, and I know that we're kind of like veering off a little bit, but I think you need that much of a push, even though the game is great because the name isn't selling it. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, the Age of Ashes, which is kind of like a subtext to the title there. Age of Ashes, Dragons Reborn. Something. Something. 
Yeah, that's you know century I mean? party is what they're called because that's what they're going to be. That's what we're going to call it century because I was asked earlier, and even like a, a friend of mine, she was asking me, she's like, right, so what's this century game? Is that like knights? Are you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna explain it to her, and, and hopefully she'll she'll pick it up. But you know, um, one of the things that I did like, I know that it's just like people are interested in trying out something that's not readily available and experiencing it and being you know those content creators who wants to showcase something before it's launched. Um, what I did like though is that the matchmaking was pretty quick. Yep. I like um agreed. There was only one kind of leggy game that I played. Uh, but the rest were like, yeah, the matchmaking was really fast. Uh, which I hope uh that the player pool stays a, a nice size so that it, that continues on because that's also gonna hurt them. That's I think that's gonna be the biggest thing. Waiting long periods to get a match is is just torture like nobody has the patience really now to really sit through that um i think one of the games which early on i think uh really kind of suffered from that was like dead by daylight when that game first launched it was like i was waiting like 20 minutes in a lobby waiting for a killer and it's just like i i would title my streams lobby simulator because that would that's what you're waiting for um they definitely expanded on that you know uh, since then and it, it it's improved but any any game that has that matchmaking system in it that's required for it uh that that will be the killer so okay so I, i'm i'm gonna do this uh, and i think it's it's um needed um because i want this information to get to the ears that it needs to get to uh the game is absolutely fantastic it reminds me of panzer dragoon i love dragons i love pvp i love flying all those things are great but um the naming convention um, is not appealing to how great the game is. And I hope a dev hears this and it's, I'm not, I'm not being like um, overly critical. I think everything about the game is fantastic except for the name. So that, th those are my final thoughts. It's fantastic. Um, uh, thoughts? No, definitely. I agree. Um, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I'm going to, I'm going to support it as long as they're, they're live, they have stuff available. they, expand and add on to it um i'm not yet tired of the three classes or the maps that they have available but obviously i hope down you know down the road there's going to be show, um, like more i know that in the store there's a class that's like pending or you know soon so you, you know that they're going to be expanding on it i just don't know when that's going to be right uh, the game hasn't released yet um there's no date on their steam page it just says april 2021 so next month um yeah, and, and yeah, shout outs okay. shout outs to to the the person that created the flying thing that really makes me feel like I'm flying. Shout outs to them because that's that's brilliant. Somebody somebody asked me if like would you play this in VR? I'm like, I don't know if I could. Because I was thinking about that. I thought of um Star Wars Squadrons. That's a in space dogfighting type of game. And that's in VR. I originally bought it and then I started watching some gameplay. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get sick. So I'm gonna return this because I I can't I can't do that. But if play this in first person, I don't know if I could. I, I love being able to see my dragon. But yeah, uh, yeah that's a personal thing. Uh, there's no talks about that within anywhere that I saw. But visually, it's it's nice. It's really cool. The flying is really cool. I d okay, so I do have one, one little grape. Um, flying into walls. First of all, you don't want to fly into walls, but sometimes when you're like, you put on that, that burst of speed, you, you can't always just outmaneuver and just 
you, you hit a wall. Now, if I was an aircraft, I can understand the crashing that happens. But I am on a dragon. I'm on a dragon that has claws for feet. Are you going to tell me that there's some way that the way that I'm trying to break before I hit those walls, that my dragon can't just like quickly push itself off or run alongside of it so I can kind of take off again? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's that's part of the mastery. I, I know what you mean. Like it's how Brandon it's a couple of walls too. And I think that <laughs> that's part of the mastery to master i think it's it's four slots on the bottom right the four bursts that you get and then yeah you refill by hovering over the water yes i think it's over time the 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 thing that looks like water is kind of to just like really shoot you up to get um no not height. not the shooting not the shooting of the up thing to give you height i think if you go close to the water you oh, refill the those water. crystals yeah, on the bottom kind of when you kind of dive, yeah. it helps pick, it helps you regain stamina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll notice as you're flying, even without the birds, as you're flying, eventually you kind of slow down a bit. So you do this quick dive down and it just like glides across water to pick up the speed. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of like when you're in racing car games, when you want to pick up a little bit more speed, you kind of draft behind another car. Yeah, the vacuum. Yep. And they kind of, kind of shoots. It's kind of like that. But yeah, yeah I, th I think I noticed that the, the stamina burst, like it kind of gradually over time, you get it back. They also have little icons that you can pick it up to to get that as well, too. But the speed and um, for you to continue on, yeah, you can just dive down and go across the water. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's a, it's a brilliant game. And um, we may be nitpicky a little bit here. Um, I don't think so. But um, if... I say, hey, you need to check out Century Age of Ashes. Everybody would ask me, what's that? If we're honest, if we're being honest. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's all I got. Um, beautiful game. Um, graphics are great. Menu system is fantastic. Uh, very sleek. Very um, um, very uh, dated for that century, if you will. If we want to go with that theme. Fantastic. Well done there. Um, but, yeah, it's dope. Go and play it. Add yeah. me. Let's squat up. Yeah. Yeah, let's squat up. Let's let's yeah. I think we can actually do that since we're both playing you know, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um no cross play announced, right? Or nothing like that. Nothing like that. I don't think I've seen anything. Let me double check before I even say I don't that think would I saw be, anything for any dope. consoles. This is like a, a deep dive for this game right now. This game is pretty dope. Yeah, I don't think I saw anything for console. Yeah, I've played it with a controller as well because I knew you mentioned that. Everything you said about it is uh, is totally dope, um, which is why I didn't want to go down that um, that path because you explained it so beautifully. So yeah, uh, Century Age of Ashes. Definitely check that out. Definitely check that out. Uh, next thing that we have, uh, live action Dynasty Warriors movie trailer revealed. Thoughts, Daniela? So that's there's no word about when it's going to come to the West. But that trailer, though, is just as crazy and insane as the game is. Like, there's so much action, which I love. I'm not, that's not a complaint. That is like, that is a pro for me. Um, but I do know a lot of people who don't necessarily like movies that are so heavy in the CG. So if you know the game... You can't really have a really great, impactful live action movie without that. <laughs> yeah, if it um, wasn't if it wasn't extreme, I'd be disappointed. You know what is extreme? 
the hair. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> the hair was like, this is so perfect. But no, it looked it looked really good and it looked like a fun action packed uh game. Um and you know, it's like you, you got that hack and slash feel being put into this movie and the crazy, um, the crazy action that is going on. Like, you know, when you're surrounded and then you let out and you're just like whacking and people are flying around. Like, I was amazed that they had that in the trailer. I'm like, oh my God, you actually got that. And it's just like insane. I, I, I like the trailer. Um, I hope I can, I, I hope it comes out with subtitles. Like, I, I don't mind watching it with subtitles. So, so the um I like movies like this. Um let me think for a second. Typically movies in this genre would be uh action fantasy drama, right? We see an element of all those three in that one minute that that we watched. Um action fantasy drama. The rating is probably gonna be somewhere between four and six. Um I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a six at max. Uh the low that I would see it get would probably be like a four. If I were to be fair, right? If it's well done, um, surprisingly well done, then that that scale I'll probably bump it up one five to seven. Um, but action fantasy, um, action fantasy drama is what I'm seeing here. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it, it looks good. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, it, and they it, got lightning in there, and they're fighting. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the stomping, and then you know all the the explosion, the dust, and all that stuff. All the stuff you'd expect to see in the game. Um, they find a way to craft it into uh, this trailer and and yeah, epic battles kind of thing looks good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I dig it. It's an action fantasy drama for sure. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay, you know what? There is a movie I do want to talk about since we're on movies and stuff like that. Okay. Did you watch the Justice League see, um, second trailer? Justice League second? No, talk to me about it. Um, okay, so that comes out in like four days. I believe it's four days. Oh my gosh. Is that the Snyder's Cut Please thing? Yeah, the Snyder's Cut. Um, four I hours. Four, four hours. hours long. I am not going to complain about that. It's like <laughs> it's been what, two, three years now of people just like protesting for the Snyder Cut. We're finally going to be getting it. The trailer looks, the, you know what? The trailer alone, you know, I, I liked, I liked Justice League. I didn't love it. Um, it's like one of those things like I'll watch in a blue moon after that first time. So it wasn't, I was, I was it entertained. Wasn't like I was greatest, entertained. Greatest. I didn't say but I wasn't yeah, entertained. Okay. I, well, it's not saying that you weren't entertained. It had some action in there. But if if you really, really, really looked at it and, and, and I, I I didn't hate it. But you can tell you can immediately tell. And there's like so many people have said this, that it's obvious that there's two directors that, that were working on this. With two different like ideas of what they thought it should or what it should be, and it's obvious that Zack Snyder had the better vision of what it should have been. Um, so to be finally being able to get the Snyder cut and watch it, I don't care if people think four hours is too long. Oh well, I don't care. I want to. I want to watch it because there's so many things that were cut out that would have made you know the first release of it a much better film than what it was. Um, so like the trailer itself was better than the whole original movie. <laughs> wow. So um, I know that puts like some really high expectations about what the Zack Snyder cut's going to be. 
but that's where I'm at with it. I can't wait to watch it. Um, I might be watching it by myself because the four hours is, yeah, it is a little bit long, but you know what? I don't care. Maybe I will just take off the entire week just so I can prepare myself to watch this movie. I will, I will watch it. Um, and I want to go in with, um, open, you know, like I want to do like a no judgment zone. I just want to see it for what it is and see, you know, see what's up. I, I don't want to, um, I know four hours seems like a long time, so maybe I'll watch it in two hour uh, increments or something like that. And I'll go from there. But it looks from what I've seen, looks good. People are excited and um and I, I wanna go in, just enjoy it and then see what's up. Yeah. Okay. It is definitely on the eighteenth that it comes out on HBO. Okay. All right. Four hour director's cut, R rating, new score. Finished special effects. You got two new villains. Oh my goodness. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh what we got? We got uh four more things and then we're out of here. Okay, so Keanu Reeves book Berserker. That's how I would pronounce that. Uh Danielle, thoughts? Um, I wanted I think we talked about this like a while ago when they first announced that he was kind of co writing this. I did not I didn't jump the gun to to buy it yet. Okay. Why but not? it's still you can still pre-order it. <sighs> a lot of reasons. Like, do I really need to buy it? And if it, it, I've been trying to pick up the whole thing of not making impulse purchases, so I'll come back and revisit it. Do I still want it? Okay, I still do. Give myself a little bit more time. Do I still want it then? Yeah, I do. Now it's been like a year. I still want it. So um, I think the the hardcovers. So they have the hardcovers, and then they have the hardcover exclusives. Um, it's like a hundred dollars, and then one hundred twenty-five dollars for the exclusive hardcovers, and then you have the soft covers, which is like fifty dollars, and the soft, uh, the exclusive soft covers, which is seventy-five, and that that's where I'm stuck. Of which price point do I want to jump in on? But yeah, so if you don't know what Berserker is, it's a, pretty much the first comic book and graphic novel series um, with Keanu Reeves. Which, if you don't know, I love Keanu Reeves. Um, if you know him, please pass him my number and maybe we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just, just saying. So he's kind of like pretty much a star of his comic book, but he also is like co co writing it. Um, and yeah, it's like twelve comic book chapters, and it's put into three um, graphic novel volumes. And I don't, I don't really want to go into the story. Uh, like that's the one thing. I'm like, I don't want to dive deep into knowing what the story is. Like the cover art looks like it's right up my alley and I just want to be surprised. But supposedly it's like if you really, really like, you know, the weird like pass of Wolverine and you also like John Wick, um, which is a really interesting like little combination to put there, then probably Berserker be right up your alley. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. Don't um, don't don't spoil it if you if you don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> that's all good um yeah and i know you're you love keanu reeves which is why i'm surprised you you don't have it yet um but but yeah that's um that wasn't even on my re- i don't i'm trying to remember if if i remember you talking about it but like it it it, it 
I know it escapes me. Then I saw the cover this week and I was like, oh, I need I need to definitely bring this to the table because I know I know you're a big fan. So so there's that. Um bugs there's always bugs in games right uh people find ways to maximize those bugs in games when we see them happening um some for good some not so good and sometimes the companies decide to leave the bugs in the game because they think that people can have a lot of fun before they decide to patch it uh so we currently have a bug in destiny 2 um unless they patch it already a 12 player raid bug that allows 12 players to do the raids in destiny which is kind of cool um kind of cool because there's um there's a lot of disappointing uh, themes currently right now in Destiny. Destiny has uh, its highs and lows, and right now it could be somewhere in the middle um, where a lot of things are being put away in vaults because they're re- being removed from the game for a while and maybe come back uh, you know, better than ever. And then there's um, Trials of Osiris, which is the, 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 the highest um, competitive uh, part of Destiny when it comes to PvP. That apparently has been having some challenges where they had to disable it um, every uh, weekend for the last two weeks or something like that. So that's that's been a challenge. So a refreshing thing for individuals who do not have every single thing in the raids can use this bug to get the stuff that they don't have while the game fixes what it needs to fix uh, for the Destiny 2 experience. So I like the fact that they left it because of the state of the game, if you will, right now, right? And understanding understanding that um, they will take out the bug as they iron the things that they need to iron out. So Destiny has its ups and downs, just like a lot of games, you know, Division 2 and, um, you know, some other titles when it comes to the looter shooter space. Some games don't make it, like Anthem, right? Um, there's that. But, um, but Destiny is um, at a spot now where there's some growing pains with some of their sandbox experiences with PvP. And then you have uh, things that are bringing uh, some refreshing experiences to the players, which is this uh, bug right now. Thoughts on that? I mean, if you find a beneficial bug, of course, people are going to use it. <laughs> right. I, for me, for me, as long as it doesn't affect somebody else's game experience, so like in a PvP environment, I, I really don't like people you taking advantage of. If it's just a... a a PVE experience that you get a, you know, you and whoever's in your party gets to enjoy and get the benefits from. You know what? No problem. No harm, no foul. That's on, you know, the studio, the developers thing to fix before anything like that. But, you know, that's just me. So if you found something that's beneficial for you and your teammates and you're not negatively impacting another player, have at it. Yeah. And um definitely agree there. And the, the individuals who decide to leave it, I think that was a good move on their part, especially the state of the game right now. Uh, so that's what's going on there. A um, couple of things, uh, maybe kind of announcements, not um, as I'm working through that uh, space and we're reading you know, YouTube books and we're trying to get our YouTube game up and all that stuff. So I decided to create a separate uh, live stream channel for anything live streamable, if you will for my stuff. Um, it has, um, you know, some followers already. So thank you for that. Um, we'd love to get a hundred before the end of March. So, um, I'll definitely do a blog post for this on showradio.info. So if you are listening to this and you're like, Oh, I didn't know about that. I'm going to subscribe. So please thank you and do that. That'd be, uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, so new live stream only YouTube channel. What am I going to stream on there? Uh, games definitely. And stuff like, um, uh, Bethesda experience, like some of the things that we just saw recently with Bethesda and, my, and Xbox. I want to stream those things 
and games on this channel and anything that are uh, direct uploads like uh, tutorials and and impressions and reactions and stuff like that. That's going to be on my main channel. I also did a shorts channel that's more testing. I didn't really announce that or have that anywhere yet, uh, but uh, testing some stuff. So currently three channels, main channel is still active, uh, doing well, new channel, a uh, live stream channel is... Uh, we're going to grow uh, there, growing pains there, but we're going to grow. And then a shorts channel is um, experimental at this point. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm still going to be streaming, but more on this uh, streaming, uh, the YouTube stuff. Yay. Yes, 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 yes. So exciting for you. Yeah, so, uh, so that's going to be interesting to see that uh, grow with uh, Minutes Watch and, and AVG and all that stuff. Average viewer, AVD. Average viewer duration, all that fun stuff. So that should be fun. Um, so the next thing is, I didn't really talk about this. I, I've mentioned this to you. Um, episode one of this is actually coming out, if you, if I want to call it uh, episode one. This is going to be a limited series of um, uh, documentary conversations. So there was this um, awesome person in the industry. Um, I don't know if I should reveal who it is yet. Or I should just post the... Uh, what do, you, what do you think? Should I reveal it here or should I just post the thing next week? I think you should reveal. You you want me to reveal it here? I'm being selfish, so. Okay, well, you already know. Well, yeah, that's why I want to be selfish. Okay. Like, put it out there. I want, well, I don't know. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, so, so, so talk about it here. Yes. Okay, so there was this interesting uh, conversation that took place um, on the podcast where I interviewed an awesome individual who um, I didn't realize that um, they had uh, this passion for documentaries because I love watching documentaries. We all do to some degree, uh, but uh, to a point where we wanted to actually talk about it. So I proposed um, a conversation of let's just do a limited series of us talking about documentaries that we watch and then make it maybe under 30 minutes or whatever um, as we talk about it. So they were like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. And um, that was like months ago. That was like almost like the beginning of the year, I think. So we're looking at January at this point. So so the first episode of this is coming out. The The person is uh, Gigi Firefly. Uh, this is Giselle uh, Sturdevant. She is the influ uh, influencer creations manager at Logitech. And um, we just we just started vibing on documentaries, and we're like, "Yo, let's um, let's record that." So, uh, the first uh, episode of that releases uh, this week, the week of the sixteenth. Um, so it, it will be on this feed. I didn't want to put it on a separate feed, um, but you will see that um, the information will be separate from the actual show itself. Uh, the documentary that we talked about is the Billie Eilish documentary. Um, so that was the first one that the runtime on that is about under 20 minutes. Uh, so hope you guys enjoy that. Um, we don't know how often we will do it. I think we're thinking maybe once a month. Um, I mean, she's super busy and the fact that we were able to even record anything, I think it's, um, it's, it's crazy, but, um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. So this is a limited, uh, docu-series, uh, podcast with, uh, Gigi Firefly from Logitech, uh, and myself and, um, and she reveals some very thing personal things that I didn't know about on this uh, episode, which um, so you're gonna learn a lot about her as well. So um, yeah, that that's that's what's up. I'm excited. Can't wait to listen. Yeah, you you you'll hear first. Ooh. Yeah, you'll hear first. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So that's all I have. Uh, I'm excited that Danielle is back streaming again. I think that was that was dope uh, to see that. Um, I did uh, peek into the stream to see you playing um, 
Century, the Dragons game. <laughs> I hope they change the title. I, I really do. But um you know, they're they they gotta keep it. It's like a month out. Apparently. I know, I know. They can't do that. They can't do that. But um but I think that that experience really brought me back so many years of playing like Sega Saturn and uh, Panzer Dragoon. So um Daniela, the floor is yours. You can close us out, please. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 575. We are 25 away from 600, which is crazy. You can uh, follow Andrew on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash U-R-I-Y-Y-A. You can also check me out on Twitter at Miss DJM. And for everything that we talked about on the show, definitely um, visit uh, theshowradio.info. Everything's going to be in there also with all our past um, shows and where else you can find us on your favorite podcatchers. And until next time, have a good one. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.